Welcome to Dark Side Adventures, an 18 and older, not safe for work podcast, where we explore the dark side of sex, the world of kink, fetish, and the BDSM lifestyle. Give me, give me your log line. Give me like, if you, if I was going to click on your guys' podcast and you're going to tell me exactly what it was about, what would be like one sentence, two sentences that tells me what you're going to be focusing on in this podcast? We are exploring the dark side of sex, kink, fetish, and the BDSM lifestyle. Okay. And in this episode, what are you doing? So this episode, we are talking about polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, threesomes, more sums, and more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a good person. Okay. We want this to be, both him and I, we've been in the BDSM community and the kink lifestyle for consistently for a handful of years, but we still feel relatively new. And so we just want to share our experience and learning new things with others. And we find that bringing more people on and bringing guests on who have these experiences is a really great way to learn. Let's get started. Okay. Well, welcome. Wow. Thanks for having me. Hello. We appreciate you being on. Edwin will pop in in a few minutes. He said 15 minutes about 15 minutes ago. So we'll see when he pops in. There you go. Um, but we have Matt and Pua back again. Uh, Hello. I'm glad to be back. So Matt and Pua are, we can start titles ourselves play partners. Yes. Yep. And now Matt, Pua says that you don't identify really with poly you identify with ethical non-monogamy um as of late orientation is absolutely poly it's just uh 2020 has been such a rough go for multi-amory type relationships that i've kind of withdrawn back from that um you know you get hurt a couple times and you just don't necessarily want to get hurt so we kind of scale back our negotiations um where i want to be and where i don't want to be and that in turn makes it a lot more easily communicated by using different terms. You know, again, orientation um, being more poly, but practicing more ethical non-monogamy than poly. Okay. And what would you say the difference between the two are to you? A uh, level of emotional intimacy as well. Um, being able to separate more so um emotional connection versus physical connection i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm vastly demisexual and, and vastly um attracted to more so someone as a person in a very pansexual way than i am um just based off of um am i physically attracted to them i i, I very much require other connections so it's it's still a hybridization it's, it's a bastardization of terms really but um i try to use it more so just because it's it's just a little bit more understandable if people have actually taken the time to think about it uh the difference between the two terms polyamory and ethical non-monogamy now you said demisexual and your pansexual out what are your definitions of those uh, for demisexual, um, just shorthand wise, I'm not going to go through the full definition. Absolutely. It's just being much more attracted to um, uh, someone's personality and, and their, their brain, um, developing a, a deep connectional or uh, emotional connection through that in order to experience a lot more actual attraction. Um, it's kind of weird. I kind of go from one to another and then back. Um, you start off, so you know. Fluid. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like with me and Pua, for example, it was very much um, a chemistry attraction. Um, oh, and I don't know how to. Uh, I mean, we talked online for three or four hours. Three months. Uh, yeah, three or four hours the first time we talked. And then after that, I mean, it was two or three months before we ever even met in person. Yeah. So you definitely build that emotional connection yeah. or that, also, that mental connection with personalities. And you want to give enough time to, you know, suss out, you know, someone attracted to you or not. You know, I, I uh, from, from uh, a guy, male standpoint, I just, I very much like to say, Hey, I would like to flirt with you. Would you like to flirt with me? And I don't want it to be more so at that point once we've had a lot of basis of communication first. You know, it's very good getting that consent. We well, 
Yeah. Consent's everything. I don't want to be like, hey, I want to flirt with you. I don't know who you are yet. And then, you know, find out who someone is and go, ah, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, having that communication. Yeah. You were saying a lot of it's about, a lot of polyamory and ethical non-monogamy is about that communication and having that open dialogue of this is what we're doing. So much so. <laughs> Absolutely so much so. Um, now, I know you have a primary partner and then you have Pua, and I know you were saying that you're um, kind of vetting and meeting with somebody tomorrow. Can you explain how your relationships Sure. Sit? Um, well, it, it all comes back to negotiations. So uh, to give a little history, um, me and my now wife have been involved with each other on and off for 24 years. Um, there was a wide gap because I was married just 16 years to somebody else. And what uh, originally in high school when I was dating my now ex-wife, um, I started to realize I was having an um, emotional affair basically with my now wife. And when my wife came to me and said she was pregnant with our, our now 21-year-old child, I took stock of everything and was like, I'm going to do the right thing, quote unquote, and dropped my now wife, basically fifth period French. And so that lesson of not doing that again has, is why I put it like this now. So I'll get to that later. Um, but uh, yeah, when we got decided to get together after not speaking for a long time, it kind of came down to our negotiations. And I said, Hey, look, I just got out of the closed triad, trying it for the first time. It was a thing. Remember all that time ago when all that shit happened with me and you, and I was coming around and figuring out that I had fallen in love with you online, but my wife came up, my future wife came to me and said she was pregnant. Yeah. So that's Polly. And this may be a thing um, going forward. And so we started our, our negotiations of our relationship based off of, you know, is this, if Polly is a thing for me, what's going to be okay. What's not going to be okay. You know, can I go talk to someone for coffee? You know, because I'm a very social person, you know, um, I very sexual. So it's, you know, flirting when we're talking with the right persons and then go, Hey, you want to get out of here? You know, either them or me. So um, all these things. And, and also at the time being in a new city, we were reconnecting for the first time in 10 years. We didn't know who each other was since we were 17 and we're now 33. So the idea was to take our, our relationship as if we had just kind of met and we're still dating other people. Okay, so or you're starting watching, fresh again. Right. Or, or, you know, hey, let's court each other. And so we worked it all into our negotiations from day one that poly might be a thing, non-monogamy. You know, let's, let's just start, you know, just casually seeing each other and see where it goes. And as things progressed, it kind of merged into... Well, and also as we dealt with our personal problems or trauma or, or baggage we were bringing to the relationship, it started to become more and more that, you know, sex with other people was not necessarily an issue for either one of us, jealousy wise or uh, insecurity or unpersonal value. And so all these things kind of wrapped up into this negotiation of what's okay, what's not okay between the two of us. So that way, when you knew what would be okay and not okay with other people. I love that. I love that. And you mentioned that um, having sex for with other people for both you and your now wife is not an issue. Do you, These with days. jealousy, do you guys <laughs> still have issues with jealousy? And if you do, how do you, how do you combat that? How do you, I mean, obviously communication, but. Oh, swinging for the fences. I sure am. <laughs> so unfortunately trauma from when i dropped her like fifth period french created this i was the one that got away and because i was the one that got away and because someone else got a turn with me it also kind of became it's my turn this kind of lends to like couples privilege and whatnot some of the things that we've had to really battle against and one issue then when jealousy is not so much an issue or, you know, physicality with someone else is not so much an issue is then, well, what happens if someone kind of encroaches in on your emotional space? How does that affect your, your value in your own mind? You know, how's it, 
when you come from the idea that, you know, your partner is supposed to be the person that gives you everything you need. And what if they're not getting everything they need from you? So we kind of had to take it in the steps. Baby steps are a good thing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just like taking things in steps is the best way to do anything. You have to take everything in baby steps. I, you hurt, learn about something and you have an immediate reaction and then it's processing what that reaction actually is and what that insecurity or what you're feeling actually is compared to the anger or the jealousy or whatever. And if it's the, oh, hey, I feel like I'm not getting enough time with you or I'm not getting this conversation that I want from you or whatever um that's what you need to talk about and that's what you kind of need to address and I think that jealousy is definitely something that so many people struggle with it's just really looking in the end as to what is causing that jealousy and how you can work together to overcome that particular hurdle and as easy as that sounds, it's actually vastly more complicated. Oh, oh, hell yes. <laughs> because for our, us, for example, so what seems to happen is this. People have a problem come up between them and their main relationship. They try to, to, to document it or describe it or get on the same page where they both know the problem is. And then you try to come to a conclusion going, okay, well, this is the problem. This is what we need to do. How are we going to do it? And you come up with a solution. The problem is all that depends on the interpretation. So if you don't get the interpretation right, then you're, you're, you're applying solutions to a problem that don't fit. Round peg, square hole. So we had to go around the hard way and figure out what we didn't know. So as we're like having you know top-down view of a problem, right? And you start off with what's the first thing you can do, or what's the allow- where you work backwards. What's what's the end solution, and how do you get there? So we had to figure out some concepts of things, how things actually worked, how they didn't work, um, what worked for us, and what didn't work for us. We had to go through the entire process from root to, to stem. Like for example, we had to figure out um, what you feel is not wrong ever. You're feeling it. Someone telling you what you feel is wrong is crazy. It's, it's gaslighting in, in, in a sense. And you do that to ourselves all the time. But why you feel it can be wrong. You may think you're feeling this because of this reason over here. But in actuality, no, it's, it's this moment you had in your past 15 years ago that creeps in and just changes it. And it's actually this you're dealing with, not jealousy. It's insecurity. So trying to figure all that out where it's actually coming from is I I don't wish to have to do this kind of growth on anybody. It's so hard, (laughs) but a hundred percent when you get to the other side though, it's so good. It is. And it, and it really does help when you find someone that is willing to do the communication aspect of it because a lot of people go into things going, oh, yeah, I'm Polly. I can deal with this. And they get to the point where you're seeing someone else or you're doing something else. And all of a sudden, they realize that they're not quite as Polly as they thought they were. And instead of coming to you and saying, hey, I'm having these concerns, I'm having these issues, I'm having these problems, you aren't doing that and so then it causes rumors and issues and people causing drama and someone always gets hurt that's that's the societal or the the social aspects we're not even talking about actually dealing with yourself yet yeah i mean like one thing with polly is you have three people and for three people there's seven relationships there's you to you, them to them, and the other person to the other person. And there's you to them, them to the other person, and the other person to you. And then there's all three of you. And the, each one of those are different monsters to deal with. 
So, you know, you're talking about, oh, I can deal with this. Well, the thing is, like, you've practiced or thought about these very specific scenarios, but they don't ever really repeat themselves the exact same way as you imagined. There's always going to be a little difference in story, a little bit of, of circumstance, and that that can undermine everything and just smack you like a brick wall. You're like, I'm not praying for this. And it's only like one little small minutia different from what you did think about and did practice and go, oh, I'm ready for. And it catches you by the blind side because there's one little aspect you didn't think about. And that aspect is everything somehow. It's always everything somehow, some way. <laughs> yeah. And so to, to circle the wagons, um, we had to do a lot of this, this type of thinking. We had to find a lot of it because as much as it is in books, as much as it is with therapists and as much as it is with other people in the, in the community, oh, you can talk about your problems and whatnot with, everybody's different. There is no one way to do anything, especially poly. And also, I come from the situation where I've had three people date the same three people that I've dated in a row. So we can compare notes if we had to. Yes, that's still different. But it's still different because you're different than them. And your relationship is with whichever person is different. At a different point in time. As soon as you take another breath, you're different. Exactly. And it's hard to realize that. It's hard to realize that each successive moment and then try to rewind that to try to go back. Okay, well, why am I feeling this? You got to let go of a lot of assumptions. You got to let it go of a lot of predispositions. You got to let go of a lot of stuff. And it's, it's, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, if you the think phrase, about the it, only that way goes out is through with any is so mind boggling true. Whether it be poly, you look whether, at it it mono, phrase, like, whether it be mono, whether it be BDSM, whether it be, and the only way out is whatever. If you don't know who you as a person are, then you're not going to be able to find the things that you need in others and not necessarily that you need things in others, but the people that can help you grow with those things for lack of better phrasing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look. Edwin is here. Hang on. I'm going to let him in. Okay. Yay. He's finally made it home. I do have an addendum addition to that point. That's fantastic. I don't want to lose it. Don't lose it. I'm writing it down. (laughs) There he is. Edwin. Hello. Edwin, this is Matt. Matt, this is Edwin. At the moment, we're kind of talking about how to how to deal with jealousy and those kind of issues. And I think Matt, you had a point to add on to Pua. Yeah. So to, to bridge back to the point that Pua was making a second ago, um, one of the worst things I think I can hear is I want, I want to do anything. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm okay with whatever. Ask me anything because that tells me you have no idea who you are. And if you don't have, and, and this is the, this took us seven years to come to this conclusion boundaries Mm. boundaries 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 know where you end absolutely not necessarily oh i want to try this and i don't know how i'm going to take that and i don't i might like this i might not i don't know okay that's great you don't know but tell me where to stop Mm. if you can't tell me where to stop you need to go and and think more about what you want to do before you hurt yourself or someone else Mm. absolutely Absolutely. because that's how trauma happens (laughs) That, that was actually uh, just to kind of interject there. Um, so <laughs> so you, you were talking about like uh, trauma and that was kind of uh, me and Coco did. It was like a couple, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. We were watching a video and they were talking about kind of like, you know, trauma and not just in the sense of like physical. It could be like, you know, just like not stating something or, you know, something like that. So I'm actually glad that you kind of pulled that up, too. Like, for, I'll give you an example. Um, me and my now ex, uh, we were actually okay with starting to alter during King play. But because I had not completely kind of felt my way through myself, I hadn't realized that sativas were giving me 
anxiety and the anxiety snowballed during the kink and the kink now is tainted with this because I have to push through this now trauma because I hadn't done enough before we got into a play session altering. I hadn't done enough figuring out to realize maybe this is a bad idea. (laughs) Maybe we're not there yet. Yeah. Maybe, you know, two years is not enough time. And the amount of kink we had done in two years wasn't enough time to really figure out that this is not going to work probably. So I hadn't done enough. So now I have trauma because of it. Yay. Is that, that, that's something you now have to work through. I was, yeah. I was literally just about to ask that. I was like, is that something that you're currently like working through or is that just kind of like, yes. uh, you know, what's on the table and it's just kind of like slowly, like, you know, taking steps or, or baby steps as you will to try and figure it out. Uh, chew it, chew it. I think this is point because I mean, I, I haven't, it, it's four months old. Hmm. Okay, so it's it's realistically relatively new. Yeah, I mean, how far away are we? Are we really from 2020? Fucking 2020. Not far enough is the answer. Yeah, me and my neighbor were joking about it last night. It's like December 76th now. (laughs) (laughs) So now that Edwin is on, I know that this is kind of more the after dark naughty side of things naughty want to be naughty i mean we can we can turn it very naughty so i mean matt do you and i want to talk about like our experience at the swingers club a couple weeks ago Mm, i don't know what what, what aspect of it are you wanting to work on or wanting to bring up i mean just kind of how we talked about like I don't, I don't know. I was just I mean, it was a brand new experience. Like okay. I, it was. It was a brand new experience for okay. both of us. Uh, well, I'll put it in the frame then. Um, so her and I, we've, we've, we've still not pushed a lot of our limits or bounds on kink. We, we kind of, we were going to a new experience. And uh, I guess kind of the way that I've just defaulted to things lately is not necessarily taking lead or anything like that. But I was asking people a lot of questions about, what she was comfortable with, what she was not. Cause I can speak for myself, mm-hmm. but I can't, if I don't have anything to push up against or push, you know, or there's a gap between us boundaries, then I, I don't really know where I can push or not push or where I need to stay away from or not stay away from. And actually as the night progressed, there was a distinction. We, we diverged. Mm. We did. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. she was like, Hey, I, I'm not comfortable with this right now. So while at the beginning we had a, an expectation as a framework, it was just communication. It was not necessarily negotiations, but it was, what are you feeling right now in the moment? What are you feeling like right now? And that can change in a heartbeat. And so we Absolutely. used um, checking in with each other and touchstoning to be able to add on. Um, so that was a really good example from that. I, mean, I, don't, know what, I don't know what else you want to talk about from yeah. that, that particular night. I mean, and I think one of the things, too, is like you said, we did have a point where we had talked a lot because there was a point where there was kind of this like open area that we could have gone and went and played on. And I was just it was very new. It was a very new experience, you know, and I was not comfortable and it was immediately like i'm i'm not okay with that right now i just don't feel comfortable with it and there was no question and so we ended up having a very very good time in the see-through curtain bedrooms yeah. and being watched and having those things and at one point i had just gotten kind of overwhelmed and i was a little bit kind of overstimulated with everything that was going on and i just wanted to go outside and have a cigarette and breathe and yeah Matt had wanted to stay and watch another couple and it was he was very sweet and I'll go out with you and this and this and I was like no please stay because that was what he you know and and having that communication especially in that setting is so important and it made my first experience really really good and I think it definitely made us want to go back and 
do it again. (laughs) And and just to frame this and connect it back to what we've been talking about already. It was her first experience with me, with this place, with us together. So our conversation heading into it, our negotiations heading into it were very broad. Mm. I was like, Hey, what do you want to do with this? How do you, how do you think you're going to want to do this? And she goes, Oh, I really, I don't know. And then, okay. So we gauge back and forth and again, trying to find where, one of us ends and the other one begins kind of thing. And so we kind of took it to the approach of, okay, this sounds exciting. This sounds good. This sounds good. That doesn't sound good. And so that was our framework. That was our boundaries. And then when we got there and things emotionally changed, or we found out all the things that were there, we found, you know, we started to see who was there, who was not there, what was going on, what was not going on, how they were handling COVID, how they weren't handling COVID. Then we were able to push back and forth kind of, keeping that air gap between us where we knew one person wanted to be and the other person didn't want to be. And we were able to, to really kind of hone in and fine tune it. And then when she's like, I need some air, I can go, okay, well, I want to watch for a minute more. And she's like, I'm like, are you good? And because I know where I need to check in with her, where I don't need to. And because we had talked about perfect, we established boundaries. We had an air gap between us. And so even though it was new, even though, you know, maybe we couldn't have delved into it fully because we didn't know what to expect. Having that, again, boundary gives you, I'm going to say boundaries a lot tonight, probably. Uh, it's uh, so important. It, it's, it's become clearer and clearer and clearer that that is literally the crux to almost all of it. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm flabbergasted by this. And like relates back to Polly in so many ways because it's like being in a swingers club where people are you know oh you're flirting you're doing this you're doing this understanding those boundaries going in and having that communication going in is so important because you don't want to go in and then both of you are absolutely miserable and having a miserable time because someone's off doing what you don't want them to actually be doing (laughs) like I like I like Matt how you said that you know you guys talked beforehand and even if it was like a loose negotiation and that's how you were feeling at that time you guys kind of renegotiated and re-spoke about it once you were there and you were seeing it that's like a really big thing especially in, in kink if you guys negotiate beforehand even if it's an hour beforehand and then you get there to do a scene there being wherever it, it's at yeah. and things change then that's definitely something you want to check back in at and and just for the listeners let me also express though that you should not renegotiate during a scene absolutely mm-hmm. we were just talking about um <laughs> this is more touchstoning this is this is hey how are you are you good are you green yellow yeah. red where where you, if you're not you know green where are you red here where are you and then us yeah. not necessarily modifying the scene or modifying negotiations, but deciding not to do something or deciding to do something that was already within our box. Absolutely. It's an important distinction. Absolutely. Never renegotiate a scene during a scene. Absolutely. You're not adding anything new into it that you hadn't already discussed. Right. You're just making sure you're still within those same boundaries and you haven't kicked anything out of those. Just do it next time. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. really, just do it next time. You would if rather it doesn't happen. Exactly. You would rather yeah. ha- enjoy yourself and have the other person enjoy yourself than have them mad at you or a scene go wrong or something happen that you can't take back. And, exactly. and it's so much easier to not open Pandora's box than it is to shove things back in. Amen. Oh man, damn! That was uh, <laughs> that was actually pretty heavy right there, but it's good. Because... I mean, this is how this is this is my mo. Oh uh, no, no, it's yeah, sorry, sorry. It, it's fine. Don't no, be sorry. That was one of the things, like, of just of the whole podcast in general. That uh-huh. you know, everything that you probably like said in the, even while I wasn't here, uh, has probably just been like lightly covered in the podcast. So we're glad. Oh. We're glad that like one not just what we're saying is a hundred percent true but the fact that there are people and you're giving a prime example on why it's so important 
So like, you know, anybody that is listening and, you know, anybody that's, you know, I guess going to retweet or is thinking about doing kink, like this is, if there's one person you should probably be listening to, it is currently Matt right now. Like they're, he's telling you (laughs) from a tops position. And then even like Pooh is like certifying him like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, you know, from the submissive side. So, um, oh yeah. I a hundred percent would not have gone to Colette if I was not comfortable knowing that if I, I mean, there was even one point where this couple was standing like very much so right kind of at the edge of our bed and this and that. And he was kind of like making things towards Matt, like wanting me to do something to him. And he goes, hey, do you want to blow him? And I was like, no, I don't. And he immediately looked up and was like, sorry, bro, not today. (laughs) Or something to that effect. I don't remember exactly what you said, but yeah, that was that was exactly it. I was basically, yeah. sorry, bro. She's not interested. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I would not have gone if it were not for that crust and that that level of communication that we had had. And I'll be perfectly frank. I've gotten triple bullseye, double sevens lucky with how everything has panned out with me and Pooh as things have progressed. We just, it just caught me one day in a great mood. She was in like our communication, our expectations, everything just kind of slid along together perfectly. And it's been it's been nice. It's been really nice. Would you would you say that's just because of the um, I I don't want to say it's skill level, but uh, I mean, that's basically basically what it is where y'all were almost on the same skill level. It's not like, you know, who was a newbie? Like, no, no, no. Honestly, I felt like that day in particular, um, Pooh, I think you were kind of like, I'm not gonna have defenses up because like you weren't really in fuck it mode. But like <laughs> I, just, I had honestly like when we first met, I had just run a fucking failed D D roll 20 session over Zoom and had gotten so drunk because I was so pissed off. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I would not have been. But, like, you happened to join because EJ invited you, and you and I just ended up clicking. Like well, That, too. That night, too. But I'm also talking about the beach. Oh, yeah. The beach. Well, and Coco knows the beach because I literally sat there and texted Coco and our friends, JB, and when should I go and do this? And they both went, fuck yes, bitch. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> just to fill everybody in how me and Pua met was originally on a Discord uh, group for Dragon Con. And they would occasionally do a um, Zoom meeting and everyone would hang out for a while. And she was on, I was on, we started flirting and we ended up talking way past the actual Zoom call. Everyone went to bed. I think we talked to like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Just, oh, yes, we and, and and there was obviously attraction. And as, as things kind of went on, um, we realized that we were actually relatively close to each other. And I was going to go down to the beach for something. And I was like, hey, I know Austin is not exactly on the way to Houston, um, but do you want to drive three hours and just hang out with me at the beach and maybe play later on? And something about the, how we started that conversation, because it wasn't the first thing out of my mouth, but somehow how we connected from the first time and I think I kind of got her flat-footed, so there was no, like, preconceived or pre-walls up. I kind of caught her with the fences down, and so we kind of saw each other. Not necessarily, oh, I see you, but, you know, just the, okay, we can have a real conversation, and we're not going to be doing the dance. Yeah. Was kind of the idea. And then as we started connecting for me going down to the beach, there was like, hey, um, I kind of want to flirt with you. Is that okay? And if I do it to, like, this degree, is that cool? I was in this kind of like fuck it mode that day and I didn't want to do the whole dance. And I, I said, it was kind of like, Hey, are you, are, is this what you want to? And then next thing you know, we're rapping, we're talking, we're flirting. It's getting, getting hot. And <laughs> you, apparently you two were talking about that and you're like, yes, yes, queen go. Yep. go, go get, some. <laughs> get some, enjoy it. Know, I was a complete stranger 100%. on the internet. There is somewhere a joke about me getting my pussy dicked or something like that. Oh, yes. I don't remember that, but you and JB sent me some text message that was like, 
hell yeah, bitch is getting her pussy wow. dicked or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was a very raunchy, raunchy message about having some really good sex. That was a hey, that's uh that's encouragement right there. I know, right? So I you're mean, welcome. Fair, I also sent them the picture of the hotel, the picture of the hotel room number, and the location of where I was at. And a picture I mean, that's of what your you face. do. That's what you do. Or the picture of your face. That's what you do. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, we we had a little bit of vetting because we had common friends and whatnot, and I, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't really did. feel the need to. But like, yeah, I I've routinely got. I'm gonna be here tonight. Um, expect me on this time. If you don't hear me by by this time, that means either I'm just not picking up my phone and having a lot of fun. Or yes, yes. I, I think we. I don't think we de- necessarily decided on check-ins, but I do think that there was a point where I rolled over and there was like eight messages on my phone, oh, and I was like, Christ. "Not dead." Just a few <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we've been. I think, and I think we were on like round three at that point. Oh. Probably. I, I think. I think she actually just said that. She's like, "Not dead." Round three, uh, <laughs> or something. Something like Gotta that. Go. Like, Leave me alone. I'm getting dicked. It's nice when you get those messages. You know what's going on. Man. Um, I, honestly, there's like a lot of questions that I probably could ask. But. Um, Fire away. Whatever. I mean, if we're going raunchy, we're going raunchy. <laughs> well, I'm going just about anything. Uh, well, I'll try, I'll try to make this within a decent time. I mean, we can definitely talk about the threesome that. Matt arranged for my birthday. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he's out here. He's blushing right now. Y'all can't see him. <laughs> I, I said this actually a minute ago and ended with socking that I was turning red. I mouthed it. Uh, yeah, I'm turning red. Oh, man. That's uh, all good. Was, um, was, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So we were originally trying to arrange more and then that all kind of went weird real quick more is in more people yes going back to negotiations we had both decided that we were definitely wanting to and willing to do more group play so you kind of just i mean people are gonna flake it's scary it's a big jump so we started just kind of putting together the group and it just ended up being a threesome which i'm really okay with Oh, it was amazing. I got spit roasted. I got, it was beautiful. And I very much so enjoyed it. I actually still talk to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. He brought me coffee and cock a couple weeks ago. Hey. So yeah, I, might, <laughs> I might have to, I might have to crown that <laughs> coffee. And co- <laughs> we'll make a t-shirt out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm writing that down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right along with our, what was our other um, DS or dr- dark side adventures started out as drunk side adventures? Drunk side adventures. Oh, man. That's too hilarious. Oh, I don't even know what yeah, to say so now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Our very first one was super awkward, but that's. Let, let, let me let me just put it like this. And again, we were talking about it being a group play and it ended up being a threesome because only so many people showed up or were wanting to. That, that particular technically that particular thing that she's referring to, that particular yeah. thing that she's talking about, it's a big step to play with other people, especially as a couple. It's a big step. That's yeah, all it just got. Just got weird because that's a big step, and some people don't handle it very well. Ugh. Nope, some people just don't handle it very well, and it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> Topic change, yes, please. Topic change. Uh, so, Edwin, Matt has been very kind to light a candle for you since we know yours is out. We're holding it down. I appreciate a, a you. candle. A candle he made. Oh, look at you, boy! You I out there know. fancy? I might have to fancy. have you. Might have to um, bring you some business because I was actually thinking about that. I was like, well, no, I was like, I want like custom candles, just kind of like not just for me, but like, you know, that's going to be like my thing for the show. So like as I light candles, you know, for each show, but I'm sure people would probably end up like, oh, what candle are you lighting tonight? I'd be like, oh, well, this is the, you know, that man. Yeah, Uh, not that'll work. Anything manly, you know, mahogany. um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Stuff like that. So pine. We did pine for this this winter. Oh yeah, 
Yes. But um, now that I thought you would appreciate that fact because I knew yours was out. (laughs) No, I do appreciate it. Y'all did me a solid. I mean, I was already like, I was already like had road rage on the way here. But you know, like I'm glad like y'all at least like held it down while I wasn't here. So it says a lot. So I appreciate y'all. Don't worry, don't worry. We didn't start too long before you got on. We kind of what is there's another podcast that calls it uh the butt rub section. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, so we just, you know, we just kind of chatted for a little bit. Gotta little. get in there. We massaged it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, do you, oh, my God, yeah. Edwin, do you enjoy uh, Eternity for Men? Eternity for Men? I do, actually. Uh, so that one is mostly sandalwood and I believe mahogany. I have a kind of a knockoff that I had done for a candle. So I will make you one. Send it and, and just like shit i'll even put like i'll make like a little sticker for it and put dark side adventures by matt like yes a deal done all right they know they live in the same place right no no oh bro come kick it the fuck you mean like all right bro come kick it anytime shit you want to go do some shenanigans like i mean i'm all i'm all for it i still haven't been like funny i live like i've been here for like the longest and i still haven't been to the sink so like i need to actually like I get I, I just all I gotta do is call. Oh, shit. That, well, yeah, I true. You know, text me on text. You know, we we went to the moon on less than this. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. true. Oh, uh, actually, in our in our butt rub session, we were talking I, for a moment. I said Joe Rogan and how he how he handles interviews, and uh, Elon Musk actually goes into great detail about how augmented we are now with cell phones. So relationships poly google calendar <laughs> it's your best i don't i don't i have to have my phone in order to have, be poly all right so um i guess to just kind of like bring everything currently home uh so since y'all's dynamic is definitely completely different from from i guess anybody else's so we'll be honest with you because nobody's ever heard of like a poly dynamic especially with somebody that is you know, married, everybody's like, oh, no, that can't be. He's cheating, blah, blah, blah. Can you give, like, everybody, like, your your last piece on how to, like, how to fully make something like this work or at least be, like, continuously compatible? I mean, you talked about boundaries. Yeah. You yeah. talked about, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so go ahead. Yeah. I would actually argue that we are very much like a lot of poly relationships. This is often heard about. Mm-hmm. But in the one regard of she's solo poly right now yeah who is and solo poly gotcha. yeah currently right so, now just so clarify solo poly is basically i live on my own i don't necessarily have someone that i consider a primary or a nesting partner or someone that i it, i am going to marry mm-hmm. i guess um I mean, that's yeah. kind of my definition of solo poly that's the easiest way to, to connect to it if you don't yeah. know. It's a sale I like mean, that. Really, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of the easiest way to do it. And so it's like, for me, I guess it's the understanding and the communication of knowing it's communication. I mean, yeah. really it is. It's, it is so much about communication. And Matt and I talk so frequently about this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm thinking about things at this point. This is how I'm going. Like it, it really does so much boil down to the two of us knowing where one another is and the amount of energy that we're willing to give. And some of those other things, um, we had a really great discussion earlier about him helping me, getting my tasks done and doing some of those things. And I do have a dominant and I do have someone that has given me rules and gives me daily tasks. And I've just been struggling to keep up with them. It's all felt daunting and overwhelming. And I expressed to Matt that that was how I was feeling. And he entirely within those boundaries helped me break all of that down. And help me do all of those things so that it was a bit easier and it was a little bit less daunting. And so 
our our relationship is one that is so much about communication and helping one another and being friends and also play partners that it what it is and that support is important I think for both of us and to both of us primarily well that kind of support is is so important in any kind of relationship oh yeah but especially in a relationship like a play partners or a dynamic or Mm. husband and wife it just ups the importance she she gives me a lot of credit and and that's more of just the reflection of our, our relationship how she was phrasing it it's not about having a constant connection it's about touchstoning and her and i somehow or another have just and it's the literal term you just have a stone and you just touch the stone every now and then you know a lot of people talk about you know feeling the, the pulse of whatever's going on and instead of trying to you know play that i'm smarter than her i ask her what she's feeling you know i don't try to necessarily guess i don't try to necessarily assume you know, if you're not going to tell me how you're feeling, okay, you're not going to tell me how you're feeling, but there's a reason why you're not telling me how you're feeling. True. So then that's going back to something in our relationship. Why are you not telling me what you're feeling? So I know a lot of people on time, I say that because a lot of times people, you know, well, I don't, she's not going to tell me. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should think about that. <laughs> you know, and it, it kind of comes back down to how you negotiate, how you communicate, how you touch them. And we just started to find more and more and more that, hey, it's been a week since we talked. Just seeing if anything has changed on this. Are you still feeling this way? I'm trying to reassess some stuff in my head so I know what to do within this next week. What are you doing? Where are you at? Yeah. Got a second to tell me? And that's kind of how it applies. It's not the, I'm constantly aware in the back of my head where Pooh is out on something. It's just, hey, just checking in to see if anything's changed. I know you haven't necessarily had this at the forefront of your mind. Has something changed in the last week? And a lot of times people will sit there and go, hmm, think about it for a minute or two. And you, go, you know, now that you mention it. And so like, it's just, it's one thing I'll talk, I'll talk about often is holding space for something. It's the same reason when boundaries are so important. You hold space for there to be a gap between the two of you. And it's the same kind of thing. I hold space to just uh, give her a second to say, oh, yeah, I'm feeling something different now. Oh, cool. I'm glad I asked because I'm not going to get blindsided by that later on now. <laughs> you know, so. And if someone doesn't want to say anything, they don't have to. But at least you've given them that chance to say it. True. You're giving it the space. Exactly. Well, so. and it's nice too because there are definitely times where he'll be like, how are you feeling? And I'll be like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And he'll be like, well, it's you know he kind of helps ask the probing questions to kind of feel some of those things out and do some of those things and I mean we we talk daily I wouldn't say we have like full-on huge conversations daily just based on life and things like that but it is definitely a thing where it's like if one of us gets kind of more quiet than the other or something like that, we always have that point of, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm being so quiet today. I'm sorry. I'm doing this. I have X, Y, and Z going on. I'm processing X, Y, and Z. Let's talk later. Yeah. And that that is so, so important. And, and once again, that's not even Polly. That's, everything like friendships mono romantic relationships parents whatever like have like matt said have that space to be able to say i can't deal with this right now let's talk about it later or can we address it at another time amen well i know you and i do that oh yeah we have that kind of conversation when we have like Matt said, that space Mm -hmm. to be able to have this conversation or choose to not have this conversation yet Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. And that definitely, like, I see the difference in our relationship as friends, having this compared to others relationships that don't have this. And it's like, I can see which one is going to grow and progress better. I mean, I don't want to, I, everyone's got a great chance to to grow. Every communication style can work. Mm -hmm. It's just, 
I've been to the meat grinder and coming out the other side, this is just what seems to be heading off a bunch of problems. Uh, a lot, I know a lot of people talk about the spoon theory, but another theory is fork. And it's, I, you know, stick a fork in me, I'm done. And you only have so many forks in a day that you can take. And so something about working backwards from that was like, hey, um, I have this thing I want to talk to you about. Is this a good time right now? And people would respond, no, nah, actually, can we talk about this at a later time? I'm dealing with this, this and this. Mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's you you don't automate you can't read something you can't have someone tell you how important or how things go together until you figure you just try yeah. and just this is what we've come to to work with us and i mean communication can take all and that's just best practices communication can take all kinds of forms oh yeah but the people involved are the ones who have to decide not one deciding for the other person not one dictating dictating terms saying hey this is how i handle things how do you handle it and then try to meet in the middle there are definitely times too, just to kind of add on a little bit to that where I'll tell you something and you'll be like, I don't have enough information to make a comment on this or to make a decision on this. And I also don't necessarily have the amount of spoons to kind of deal with all of it, but I'm here to support you however I can. And, and that is why our relationship works and our poly relationship works. And, you know, our play partnership works is because we have that, that ability to just say, mm, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't do this today. And that goes back to boundaries. Mm-hmm. I know where I end and I know where she is. Mm-hmm. And I have found that actually maintaining the gap takes less than it does to being right next to someone. Agreed. Because if you don't know how far it is to jump, you don't know where you're going to want to end. It's like, I'm tired. I can jump, but I think I can jump five feet. I can't jump 15. And when I can't, I tell her. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put it on my, I don't want to put in energy here. I don't want to have this conversation right now. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That is okay. But it become it seems to get less okay when people don't understand this. Like, what do you mean you can't talk right now? But I thought we were so, I thought we were simpatico. I thought we were, we were on the same page. Well, you can, you can be on the same page without touching. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thought or, or a way of looking at things. It doesn't seem to strike me people. And I know I, I think of things way off normal page. I just, I started going backwards and going, well, what I, what would I want? Yeah. And then like her and I have just been able to hammer it out to where we get stuff like this. And it's just, I know where I end and I know what I want to do, what I don't want to do. She knows where she ends. She knows where she does wants to and doesn't want to do. And then we, we either jump back and forth or, hey, can you come over here today? Or, hey, I'll drive down there this time. Yeah. You know, like we understand and we can do the, the tug of war that most relationships do without battling against each other. Yeah. Like, I want to go this far. Okay, well, you know, when we haven't come to a, a time where we actually have an argument about how far the other one wants to go, because we've kept everything within our boundaries. It's, mm-hmm. All comes back around. (laughs) It really does. Well, and that also that also comes back around to what Pua was saying earlier is that if you look into yourself and you know what you want and what you need in it, need being a vague term, broad sense. Yeah, broad sense. That's where. But what you're looking for in a relationship and what you're willing to give into that relationship, it makes that tug of war maybe not easier, but it makes it simpler because you are able to say, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm looking for. It lets you, it lets you verbalize those boundaries. And as well, you can stop being more me versus you, but us versus the problem. Amen. That makes a huge difference in any relationship. So Edwin, did we answer your question? Uh, I, I can see, I can see your wheels just turning, man. Uh, <laughs> like you got quiet for a second just hearing everything. I can, I can tell it's just, it's, it's a lot. Well, no, it's one of those things where, like, I even, even if I need to, like, you know, um, like end the question. The point is, is I need you to at least like flush out whatever you're thinking. 
because you could, I could interrupt you whenever you were literally just about to hit it, you know, right on the head. So I would just rather let you guys like literally finish out what you need to say. And then we can just kind of wrap up that way. Because I mean, I'll be honest with you. We're going to have you guys back on the show. That's not, that's not an issue. We're going to, and we're going to make sure that I can be here. Uh, all of us can be here as well. And so yeah. we'll, we'll make it good. But no, I, I definitely like, we didn't pick wrong. It's the best way to, to, to put it. Amen. Thank you. I will t- absolutely take that. Thank oh, you. We didn't pick wrong. Well, like, thank you. Uh, and that was like, and just kind of like the viewers automatically know anyway. But like I said, like starting this podcast, the whole point was to be, to make it, you know, me and Coco to give enough information to the viewers to kind of like, you know, dip themselves into it as well as like giving our own experience. But now that everything that we're talking about or, or all the topics that we touch on, they're actually seeing it in fruition basically with you guys as well. So it's nice to have, have y'all so enthusiastic about what you do because it really does show through, or, you know, you can, you can definitely hear it, but not even just that, like y'all are practicing safety as well as like, just like, you know, boundaries, communication, um, giving each other space. Yeah. Negotiation, giving each other space, you know, willingness to do things. So it's like, they're seeing more than, you know, just like, all right, this is your list. This is what you're going to do. And we're going to have sex. That's it. It's more than that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So much more. But um, uh, obviously we're here. So I mean, between y'all two, any, uh, I want to say last words, but I'm just going to say last remarks. And y'all are more than welcome to tangent if you need to. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank y'all for having me on Absolutely. for this. I have loved being a part of it. Um, I am also going to pitch Poco and I's podcasting. Plug, plug. (laughs) I will shamelessly plug this. Um, We will hopefully be releasing the first of March. The first weekend in March, not the first. (laughs) Yes, first weekend in March is, I think, our plan. So look for us so yeah that's my pitch what's it called it's called dank justice oh okay i'd rather rather pitch the 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 bus stuff oh Oh, are we are we talking about the bus stuff yes let's hear it (laughs) Uh, i just bought a bus yes and this is why you couldn't be on last time because you were driving it back right yeah (laughs) (laughs) thousand miles from ohio um, I'm gonna turn it into an RV. You were so close to me. Yeah, actually, not far, not far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be a content that I'm gonna be doing in a while. Why not? We're just gonna see how much I'm gonna associate it with my name and just less the actual name itself. So <laughs> might might give it a couple of shameless plugs, but if you want to, you know, convert a bus kind of thing. <laughs> He's a, a a bus a bus wizard. Is <laughs> well, I mean, I got the Harry Potter scar now. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was with Pua, by the way, not her fault at all. I had a not wave of nausea and just apparently hit myself on the on the counter. And now I have this like double. However, because of him, I did buy a first aid kit now to keep in my purse. So, <laughs> uh, uh, um, fantastic. <laughs> the last comments I will say is uh, really Polly itself. It, it's one of those things you just gotta live it. Everything I'm talking about is from the, my, the meat grinder and it sucks because you know, you're dealing with matters of the heart and it's so easy to get hurt. But the only way to figure out some of this stuff is go get hurt. So I would encourage anyone that's thinking about ethical non-monogamy or being a slut or being poly, I would encourage you to take the steps slowly. There is no rush. Time doesn't stop tomorrow. You can do all of this. It, 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 it's, it's so much easier to, to go too slow than it is to go too fast. That's something Edwin and I talk about. It's, it's something that has preached to me since day one is, is baby steps. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. You will get to the end destination of baby steps just probably yep. better than you will if you try to run out of hope. Yep. 100%. Yeah. You're going to trip over those obstacles on the way if you try to run, and you're going to uh, yeah. just land on your face. And whether or not you want to uh, 
get back up and try it again. Get yeah, another Harry Potter start. Right. It's all, it was over the correct eye and everything. I know we're on yeah. audio only. Yeah. It's over the correct eye and everything. Your scars make you more good. I've been going harder. I'm really okay have that Rambo, have that Rambo look. Alright, yeah, it's six. Last remarks, of course, of course, like this, I wouldn't even say like really, really ends the compelling and, you know, the non-monogamy as well. But, obviously, like, if you have any questions or you want to learn more, of course, we got the interwebs, but definitely get you guys hooked up with Pua and Matt and if you guys want to ask them some questions like I said they're already going to be back on the show uh, maybe we'll do like a part two or something but um, you know I, I, I appreciate you guys like y'all don't even understand like I appreciate you guys like coming and like you know doing this podcast with us like I said you guys are very enthusiastic I mean you guys I mean I definitely like will be learning from you guys as well because it is uh, a place that I definitely want to step back into but I want to step back into it the right way I mean, I like I said, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on and everybody listening or everybody that's going to listen. The shameless plugs, uh, if you guys need anything, uh, you can find us, Dark Side Adventures, just about everything. Twitter is the only one that's so weird, uh, Dark S Adventures. Um, if you guys have any questions, concerns, y'all have any topics that y'all want us to bring up, any articles, hell, like I always say, should if you want to be on the show, send us an email at uh, ourdarksideadventures at gmail.com. So, uh, as always, and that we're actually gonna go with the guests first. Uh, you are Pua, Matt Cawthon, and I am Edwin. I'm Coco, and this has been Dark Side Adventures, Episode Eight. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good day.